A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Like we said, big win here on the fan last night. You heard it for Georgia Tech knocking off North Carolina. Their head coach, Damon Stoudemire, kind enough to join us this morning on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Coach, congratulations on the win last night. Uh, thank you. Appreciate it. Now, I know that it's been, you know, losing eight of nine, three in a row. It's been frustrating for you, and you voiced your frustrations a lot at the podium. But this is why, right, you know when this team has it going, what they can do. You've seen it three times beating three top 25 teams. Yeah, I see it. You know, I, I see the potential. Uh, I think we just, you know, a lot of times we have to go out there and we got to we gotta not be scared to fail. Just go all in if that makes sense. You know what I mean? For, you know, we, we all, we're, in, we're in most games. Um, we have opportunities to win. And it comes down to either sometimes getting one stop or one score or, you know, whatever that looks like, you know, and, and we, we just, for me, we just got to do a better job of understanding that. And I think that sometimes when we get to the, you know, the Carolinas, the Dukes, the Clemsons, the, the teams that, you know, a lot of people talk about, uh, it's easier because they're some, the guys on their teams are household names, if that makes sense. You know, they, you know, those guys, you know what they do, you know who they are. And we just got to be better. You know, we just got to be better. I, I don't think we're far off. I still believe in it. I still believe in this squad. And I think that games like last night is exactly what I'm talking about. Because I, I, I know when we dig a little bit deeper, we, we got something there. And then we did it without, you know, arguably our best player. So what do you, what do you think is – I love the fact that these guys have tasted these types of wins. It's There's no yeah. bad in that. But how do you push it to – today's practice how do you push it to the next game what what how do you keep it in the building after a win like that you know i think a lot of it comes with with them as well and i think they you know they're trying to they're trying to come together to to not not rectify things but just all everybody always been on the same page last night for me it was the cohesion it was the connectivity and it wasn't just on the floor it was in the huddle you know, they they there was a lot of talking to each other. There wasn't a lot of talking over each other. It was talking to that person. Uh, and I just and I just, you know, for me, I just think that that is, you know, when you become a team. You know, um, after we lost to Virginia Tech, you know, I, I don't I don't really ask them about you know what they do, but I heard you know some some. Some some things that you know they talked as a squad and things of that nature. That's when that's when the, that's when it becomes real, you know, because it's not always about the coach, you know what I mean. And so I think that that that, that they wanted to get on the same page. And I, I just see some of those things last night. I, I was excited even within the game because you could see what they were doing. I, I seen it. I seen them come together. So, coach, I was in the building for a couple of early games this year, and observation. It looked to me like you were observing them. You wanted to find out more about this team. You can talk to guys. You can run them in practice. But I thought the first few games that I saw at home, 
not disinterest because that would be dumb. I think what it looked like you were trying to figure out who are these guys, and instead of me judging who they are before I see them play, I want to watch them play. Is that anything close to fair? 100% right. <laughs> you know, so what happens is when you come into a situation, right, is no different than, than anywhere, you know. Everybody trying to tell you what this what this what this guy is or isn't, what their strengths and what their weaknesses are. So I'm trying to figure out, you know, like we always talk about giving clean slates, but okay, let's really give a clean slate. Let's let this guy show me who he is as a player. Or who he isn't as a player. Right? And so that's exactly what I did because sometimes you don't know what you have. You don't know what you have until the game starts. You can be good at ten in the morning when we practice, but you might not be as good at seven. I've seen that a hundred times as well. But I think that, like, over the course of the season, you've seen guys emerge for our team, and you kind of can watch our team now, and you kind of can see situations. And what I do like about our team is the versatility. And I think um, as the seasons went on, I think you've seen that a little bit more. You know, being able to change defenses, like even last night against Carolina, uh, you know, we didn't have a lot of fouls to give up front, so we had to go some zone. We had to do some different things. And, you know, these guys are – are are adaptable and, and we can change a lot on the run that, and that really fits our that really fits our our uh, you know our, our team and you know uh, it's just a lot of different things that we that that we've been able to do and I've been able to see and I'm kind of getting a gauge and still learning but getting a gauge of, of exactly who we are as a team and who each player is individually. Damon Stoudemire, Tech's head coach, with us on the Hobson and Hobson News, American Lying. I want to go back to what you said earlier. You lose in Dongo less than five minutes into this game and. To be able to beat North Carolina without him, I think that that goes back to what you said about what this team is capable of doing when they drill down and mentally they are there as well as physically. Yeah, no question. You know, uh, losing by early, um, it's crazy as it sounds, us losing him so early, it gave us a chance to adjust. You know what I mean? And so what happened is, and I think you've seen the guards, you know, uh, step up, play really well. Um, I think that you know, Ty Claude and 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 Big E came in and I thought they did a great job and then Tafaro was able to, to to give us a lot last night. Um gave us eight big rebounds. He had three big block shots, you know, and you know, uh Kyle Kyle, you know, can't say enough about him coming in off the bench, you know, he gave us a big boost. So I think everybody that that, that played, you know, contributed to the victory, and that's what made it so special. Hey, Coach, why did you guys close it out the way you did in the first half? And I'm assuming going into the locker room at that point, with the way you closed it out, they're walking a little bit taller. Why didn't that game go completely sideways, in your opinion, last night? I think it was on them. I think it was on our guys. I think that, you know, we had a chance to go sideways now. You know, we could have folded. We went down 11. You know, it wasn't looking too good. But each and every time out, like I was trying to tell the guys, we just got to find our rhythm. We got to slow down. I felt like we were taking fast shots, quick shots, you know, early in the first half. And uh, it was it was getting out and it was leading them into, into breaks and, and different things. And, you know, I thought that I thought that we just didn't do a good job of that. We were turning them over. They were uncharacteristically turning the ball over, but we weren't capitalizing. Then we found a rhythm. 
and then we were able we we were able we were able to keep it right there. And again, I thought you know offensively, I thought Miles and Kyle did a really good job, you know, with Bob being out of, of making shots, and you know we were able to withstand runs. And then again, you know we were we were changing defenses, and our guys competed. You know that's that's the biggest thing. That was the thing I took from Virginia Tech that I was disappointed about. Mm. We played hard, but I didn't think we competed. Last night we played hard and we competed. So can I? I'm going to be really honest with you. Coming out of the half, 15 minutes, 10 minutes, 5 minutes, I didn't think you were going to win that game. I, I just did not think that, like, I thought they would have, oh, we're the third team in the country. You know, we got to snap out of it or do whatever it is. And I, I just give credit because if they had those moments where they wanted to snap out of it, you guys had an answer to everything. But, I, but I'm going to be I didn't think you were winning that basketball game last night. There's probably a lot of people that didn't think <laughs> we were going. How about you? I think uh, you know what I what I say about every game that we played. I, I, and this is the truth: from the first game we played against Georgia Southern to the time we beat Duke, I just don't think our margin of error is that big for whoever we play. Mm-hmm. We're not good enough not to play well. Like we're not good enough to take nobody for granted. So I think our margin of error is the same every game. So in my mind. I feel like if I can get it to the last four minutes of the game, we'll figure it out. But we got to get it to the last four minutes of the game. I I see basketball different. I see basketball like when the game is just starting, it's, it's, it's not even strategic yet because the game hasn't settled in. And so the game don't get strategic until somebody got to make an adjustment. You know what I mean? Like, But you can't make an adjustment or the game doesn't get strategic until somebody – enforces their will on the game and then you got to make an adjustment so when we went down 11 it was almost like okay i got to start mixing defenses up i got to start doing different you know what i mean like you, you got to start doing something to kind of change the game and i think that helped us but you know like to your point you know and i get it uh 15 10 minutes ago five minutes ago i mean i've been there before I, i've been the third ranked team hell i've been the number one ranked team in the country and so i get it you're looking for them to turn that button right. on but some nights man you can't turn it on and off like that This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. So here's my thing. How important is basketball IQ for you? Because, again, going back to you observing games early in the season, you don't know what a guy's IQ is. You don't know what does he want the ball in the last 30 seconds or not. Um, is he capable of being a guy to have the ball in the last 30 seconds or not? Do, do you get more frustrated about basketball IQ problems as opposed to physical mistakes? Like, what's your mindset about how you're supposed to coach him up? That's definitely the mindset. I don't, I, you know, it's funny. I don't even complain about shots. I don't complain about shots. That don't, that don't bother me. Not being able to make the read on offense bothers me. Not not executing the defensive game plan, and then at the end of the day, making a fifty fifty judgment on a basketball IQ issue that bothers me. So, so you, you, you sometimes you just 
Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say you had to be happy yeah, last night, night then with uh, Nathan George, your point guard, at the end. Here's a kid that struggled from the field. But going back to the original point that you made when we began the conversation, he was not afraid to fail in the end hitting that big shot. Yeah, that don't surprise me none, no, because he been, he's done that. And, and all, you know, all of our, and our three wins against, you know, ACC opponents, he's, He's been he's been big and and all of them down the stretch. You know, Nate is just Nate is just Nate. I mean, he's a guy that you know he's he's always looking for the moment. You know, he's always watching film. He's always thinking the game. He's always talking the game. You know, he he grew up around a lot of people that know the game. So, you know, he he just for me like it might have surprised a lot of people. You know, he's scared of the moment, but he, I mean, he wasn't scared of the moment, but he's never been scared of the moment. I tell you what, and this is, this is being honest, because I've seen a lot of basketball, forget that he wasn't scared of the moment, making that shot over a seven footer off the glass with English on left hand. is only, it's not, not too many people doing that. Most of the people doing that, they play at State Farm Arena. <laughs> so I want to, I had a coach tell me, there's no such thing as a 50-50 ball in my system. It's 80-20. We, we preach it's 80-20. It's not a 50-50 ball if it's lying on the ground. It's not a 50-50 proposition that you make the right decision. It's 80-20. And once, once I get players who understand that, once I instill that, and once I, you know, they buy into what it is I'm selling, I thought that was a great – it was one of the best conversations I've ever had with a coach as to what he believed day in and day out. You have to have a team believing no matter what the sport is. Yeah, I mean, I, I believe, I believe in that. Um, I think that, you know, I still say fifty-fifty because you could have a guy that maybe not as tough as the next guy. He's not gonna be eighty-twenty, but he look his, but he look his teammate in the eye. That make him eighty-twenty. Uh-huh. So I, I, I believe, like for me, you know, fifty-fifty um, balls. Um, you know, just being able to look your teammate in the eye and your teammate being more scared of you than the coach. Hmm. Because it ain't about the coach. I keep telling people that. To me, it's not about the coach. It's not about the coach. We can put people in a position, but you still got to make play. It's about being there for your for your, for your your brother. You, I, I totally believe that. Do you get on the floor in practice? Like, how do you go with these guys a little bit? How hands-on are you in that department? Never, but I teach. I teach on the floor, never, 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 never full speed. Um, not trying to get hurt, not trying to do nothing stupid. <laughs> not, I hear that. Juncture, but, but I, but I do get on, but I do get on the floor and I do show them. You know, I watch. We watch a lot of film. I'm big on film. Like I'm, I'm like, you know, I, I, I like pop quizzes. And as I always tell my guys, when I ask them a question, it's not a trick question. Either you do or you don't. If you don't know, I'm gonna tell you. You know, but I just like to teach. I like to teach the game. I like to give guys the nuances of the game because basketball really is nothing but a read and react sports. You're of the age where there was positional basketball. We've talked about it on this show a lot. There's one, two, three, four, five. Mm-hmm. There's no more positions. When you watch basketball, it's a positionless game. But there is still this ability to be the guy in charge. We used to call him a point guard. I think there's. I think they're still called that. They're a one. What do you think about how the game is played and finding five guys? I don't care about their heights. I don't care what you call them. I don't care about any of this stuff. I've got to find five guys who can play. What do you think about the game's evolution in that department? Uh, man, I mean, I, 
I think it's cool. I mean, I do. I mean, I'm I'm like one of them guys where, you know, in the area that I played in, it used to be, and this, and when you break the game down for me, this is how I look at it. I, I played in the area where they subbed you for, for when you didn't, when you couldn't be on the defense again. To me, they sub you now for not having an IQ and not being able to play, not being able to play without the ball. I take that any day of the week, man. You know what I mean? And that's what we that's what we come to. You know, and I think that um, it's just a matter of knowing who you are. A lot of times as players, you know, that's like the hardest thing. It's like the ultimate ego thing and when we don't know who we are as players. You know, and so if, if you do that, then you can't play in positionless basketball, but if you but if you take your ego out the way, then you can play in positionless basketball because it's actually wide open for everybody. All right, I want to ask you one thing about your career. The night before, was there a guy that you looked forward to playing? Like you knew tonight I'm going to, I got to have it. I know that guy's good. Was there a player or two that the night before you got more amped up to actually play the next night? Hmm. You know, it's funny, like I, I, I did, but I didn't because some guys you've seen two times a year, sometimes you've seen four. But I just think, like, being that I was in the Western Conference for most of my career and having to play against this guy, you know, and played against him two straight years in, in the in the, in the the playoffs and then, you know, several several times over during the regular season and preseason, it was like John Stockton. You just kind of had to bring your lunch pail. You had to bring your hard head, man. Dude it was tricky. He was really good. Different good. Tough. Didn't turn the ball over, pesky, uh, irritated you, made big shots, um, you know, precision, you know, high IQ. Uh, he was really good. And when you, you know, when you're trying to, when you're young and he was older and, you know, he had been through so much and, you know, obviously he was the player who he was, man. That was like one of the dudes, you know, it, it, it was a challenge. You know, you had to get your rest, you know, get him you know, each and every each and every night. He was like the energizer bunny. He never ran out of gas, did he? Nah, you know, and he, you know, John was really efficient, you know, in his game too. You know, he played about thirty two minutes. That most people don't know. He wasn't playing forty minutes right. and things like that. You know, he had a backup, his backup played eighteen minutes a game and he had a set times when he came in and went out. Scripted almost, yeah. Yeah. I want yeah, to ask you one more. Yeah. Was there ever anybody who was so good at trash talking that you would laugh? Like, you just, oh, that's a good one? Like, we've heard all the stories about who the big trash talkers were. But when you're on the court and somebody says something, even, it's, even if it's a shot at one of your teammates, are there ever moments where you go, damn, that one's pretty good. He's pretty right about that one. Hey, you know what? I, I feel like when I played, the trash talking was... It was it was educated trash talking. I don't know I don't know about today, <laughs> but I mean there was a lot of good talkers, man. You know Chuck Person was a hell of a talker. Chuck Person could talk. Um, you know, uh, trying to think Gary Payton, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, trying to think of like Chuck. He was a talker. MJ was a talker. I mean, you know, there's so many dudes that just talked and just you know what I mean like you know. And and what that might have been, it just depends on if they've got an open shot. You know, young fella don't know my resume. You better tell him my resume or whatever it is. Ah, you know, you better quit talking. 
don't don't poke the bear, you know, whatever that looked like. And then some things you just can't say. Yeah, take away our license. Look, right. It's just a whole lot of, you know, it's a whole lot of, a whole lot of different things, you know, but it was, uh, you know, man, it was a lot, it was a lot of Reggie Miller, a lot of talkers now. It was, it was a lot of talk. Well, Damon, congratulations on the win and we appreciate you coming on and hopefully you build on that, uh, on Saturday when you travel to NC state and the doors open, come on in studio. We'd love to talk a little bit more with you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Congrats again. Damon Stoudemire, head coach at Georgia tech coming off that win against North Carolina last night at NC State here on the fan 530 tip-off on Saturday afternoon. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. So, Robert, I want to thank you for your time. I just don't think you're the right person for this position. I don't understand. Was it something I said? Well, we did a background check on you and found some things of concern. If you're in charge of hiring for your company, you know how helpful a background screening can be. That's why companies that use Horizon Background Screening make smarter hiring decisions. Don't let the wrong hire put your company at risk. Get the real story on your candidates at horizonscreening.com. Horizonscreening.com. 